It's a Patriots Monday, and Boomer Esiason is brought to you this week by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. By Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh. By Zooty, build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zooty.com for details. Boomer also brought to you by McFarlane Energy. Check out their home heating oil incentives at McFarlaneEnergy.com and by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And Boomer joins us on the Harbor One Hotline this morning. Good morning, Boomer. Yes, good morning. You guys must be a happy bunch today. There is, Boomer, there is no better NFL Sunday for me than one in which the Patriots win and the Buccaneers lose. Yes, I could imagine that. Could you imagine that? Guys like Geno Smith, Trevor Simeon, uh, Cooper Rush, I'm trying to think who else, P.J. Walker, these are all quarterbacks that won yesterday. I mean, this is why the NFL is so great and so unpredictable. Was that, would you call that Bill's biggest win in the in the post-Brady era? Well, I, you know, listen, I, I just call it another win and a win that they won with their signature defense. And again, they kind of confused Justin Herbert. It's amazing. The kid is really a terrific player, but every time he plays, and that's the second time he's played New England, he looks at, at times like he's lost, like he doesn't know where his players are going on the field. And it seems like New England has one step in, in front of them when it comes to playing defense against him. But you know, I don't know. It's just they're a tough team. They're now 500. I still think that they are a playoff team. I thought that from the get-go before the season even started. And they're showing it. I mean, they can win even when their quarterback's a little bit off. Uh, you know, he makes key plays at, at the, the important parts of the game. And the defense comes up with these big plays. So I, I, I'm saying it's a little surprising that they won. I didn't think they would win this weekend. But the fact that they did just goes to show you how good they, they truly can be and how good the coaching staff is. Well, Wiggy's even used the signature word several oh, times well, this week. Wow. Boomer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wiggy, you didn't use signature word, I, did I you? Did, I did, Boomer, because, <laughs> oh listen, God. I am no longer at, I am a fan now. So as a fan, when I watch my football team, I'm looking for that signature statement win where you're playing against one of the better teams in the league and you go out there and you put on a performance like – the uh, Patriots did yesterday. Is this what they need to kind of give them that jump start to show, hey, we can play and we can beat the good teams in the NFL? Well, 100%. I know that they had only beaten the Jets and the Houston Texans, but they played. Think about this. They played the other teams relatively tough with the exception of New Orleans. So they have three losses in the NFC. They're 4-1 and one in the AFC, which is really key when it comes down to tiebreakers and all that other stuff. And no, look, I don't think they're going to catch Buffalo, but I do think that they're going to be right in the mix all the way until the end. And even with Mac Jones completing just a little bit over 50% of his passes yesterday, the key thing for him is he didn't turn it over. You know, and that's, that's half the battle in the, in the league is to tell these kids that get behind center, man, just don't turn the ball over. You can, you can drop it off. We can punt. We can do all the things that, you know, uh, we can handle when you don't have to give the ball to the other team, uh, you know, on a short field. So, I don't know. I can't tell you enough about how good the team looks, uh, the plays that are being made by a little bit of everybody. Everybody's got like their hand in the in the mix. And even like guys like Brandon Bolden, uh, who are still hanging around, I feel like he's been there for 20 years, uh, is still having an impact on this team offensively. But look, it's it's coaching, it's preparation, it's dealing with a rookie quarterback and whatever shortcomings he may have, the lulls in the games that they go through. And the fact that they're 4-4 four and four and they come away with a 27-24 victory. If you want to call it signature, Wiggy, I'll let you do that. That's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, now they just got to keep building on this and keep building on this. And I think they're going to have to get the 9-8, and eight, maybe 
10 and 7 to make it into the playoffs and I still feel that's very uh, much in their uh, reach. Don't say 9 and 8. I uh, I referenced you saying 9 and 8 in, on Friday and Wiggy was like, "Oh, all you ever do is talk about what Boomer says. <laughs> what all, all the only person you listen to is Boomer." Well, Greg, you're very smart. I mean, I we've been doing this for very uh, a long time yeah. and uh, I think I've been pretty accurate yeah. for the most part. Uh, I know where my bread is buttered around <laughs> here, that? Odyssey. I know, I know how that works. I know I know who to defer to in this company. <laughs> um is uh, after that, yesterday, do you think Bill should now be active trade deadline wise? Uh, why not? I would. I. But depends on what they feel like they need. I don't necessarily know that they feel like they need. Everybody needs something. There's no question about that. I'm just trying to think where a weakness would be overall on this team. I mean, the biggest weakness is you're playing with a rookie quarterback who, you know, will go in and out of games. But for the most part, Mac has been terrific. He's well on his way to winning the uh, offensive rookie of the year award. There's no question about that. Um, you know, if they, it all depends on who's available. Secondary, maybe? Uh, maybe the secondary. You know, they just got rid of Stefan Gilmore, who, by the way, had a pick yesterday. And they'll see Stefan this week as they play uh, Carolina. So, uh, you know, it's been interesting. You know, now they have Carolina and Cleveland in back-to-back weeks and Atlanta. So you have three games right here where, I mean, very winnable games. I mean, think about this for a second. If they can go on a winning streak and get it up to five wins now, I can do this. Wiggy can do this. Greg, you can do this. Courtney can do this. Now, the team can't do this, and the coaches certainly don't want to do that. But let's just imagine uh, they're 7-4 and four going into a game at home against Tennessee. That, that, that would be a hell of an accomplishment come Week 12. So I think you got three games right now that are very winnable for them. Uh, they're not going to be easy games, especially because the defenses of Carolina and Cleveland are pretty damn good. But, uh, you know, they're, they're winnable games. That's the way I look at it. And uh, I got to feel pretty good if I'm a Patriots fan waking up this morning. Would you call that personal foul in the in the uh, closing minutes of that Bengals-Jets game one of the worst calls you've ever seen? Absolutely 100 the wor- one of the worst calls. I mean, the, the, the runner lowers his head, so the defender goes to lower his head. I mean, and, and it's like it's almost like incidental contact. And... I, I don't you you call that play in a game at the end of the game to give the Bengals an opportunity, uh, you know, or not the Bengals, the Jets the opportunity to keep the ball away from the Bengals, which ultimately happens. Um, it was ridiculous. And I hate when officials actually have a significant uh, portion of the outcome at their fingertips and they end up calling a play that is just hasn't been called all game long. There's helmet to helmet hits all the time. And I don't think, uh, I think it's Mike uh, Hogan, I think it was now, or it was Mike uh, Hudson, I forget which one it was, but he, he didn't do anything on purpose. He was just playing football and defending himself. Yeah, I think, and then there was another one in the, the Bucks' name, I think it was on Golston after Antoine Winfield Jr. interception that was a ref in the pass, was a horrible call. But one thing I will give Mac Jones credit for, Boomer, and I don't know if you've been in this position before as a quarterback, at one point in time, Mac was like 2-13 or 13 in the game, seemed like he couldn't complete anything, but he was able to bounce back. What do you think's going through his head at that point in time? Well, it's a little bit frustrating for sure, you know, and uh, these kids are experiencing a lot of these things for the first time. That's why, I, you know, I said it earlier in the season, and I'll say it again. He, he looks to be the most prepared, but then again, he also has the best support system. You know, the New England Patriots like to be balanced. A lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of play-action passing. There's a lot of running. There's their physical football team, and, you know, he's been taught critical Patriot theory, and he is totally programmed perfectly by Josh McDaniels. So I'm sure he's a little frustrated yesterday. I'm sure he's a little uh, glassy-eyed at the beginning of the game. But as the game wore on, I thought he made better and better plays, 
a couple plays late in the game where he took a couple shots as he was releasing the ball and found the right receiver were the, were the key plays that you know Tom Brady has made his entire career. Now, it didn't happen for Tom yesterday. Uh, it almost happened for him. He brought his team almost all the way back. But um, you know these are the types of things that you want to see from your young quarterback. When the game is on the line, the momentum shifts, uh, you need a you need a big play for a first down, and you got to do it, and you got to stand in there in the face of a heavy pass rush without panicking. You know this is where Mac Jones gets an A plus as far as I'm concerned. You, you bring up Tom Brady. We were talking earlier about adding up the compensation that will be given to Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron and Aaron Donald. It's uh, over sixty two million dollars. However, Roger Goodell is making uh, almost $64 million. Uh, how does that make any sense? Uh, I, I don't know. All I can tell you is I wish I was still playing. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of missed out on all this stuff. That's why I'm still doing what I'm doing and talking to you guys on a Monday morning after a late Sunday night. Think about that for a second. You know, there was a point in time in my NFL career where I was the actual highest-paid player in the league. So it was the summer of 1987. I had just signed a new Five years, $6 million contract. So I was being paid $1.2 million that year. And that was the year that we won on strike fighting for players' rights. And then half the league crossed the picket line, so they, they didn't have the backbone to fight for it. But I'm glad to see at the end of the day that here we are in 2021, and Patrick Mahomes did sign a contract, if he sees the end of it, up to $450 million, which is really amazing to me because he would have been able to buy half the league if he would have signed that contract when I was playing. Boomer, you were worth every penny of it. <laughs> yeah. you, Speaking of the Chiefs, any 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 shot the Giants upset them tonight? Well, the Giants are going to get two of their uh, wide receivers back, Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney, it looks like. And Kadarius Toney, uh, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he was a wide receiver out of Florida. He was a first-round draft pick. Uh, you know, And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, tra- traded up in front of the Giants to get uh, Devonta Smith from Alabama. And... The Giants ended up taking Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is like one of the most exciting wide receivers that I've seen in a long time if he knows where he's going right now. So he's struggling a little bit within the offense, but when the ball is in his hands, man, he is, he is exciting and fun to watch. So hopefully he's going to be 100% tonight. And I think I think a high-scoring game, but i, I got to believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to go off against this Giants defense who hasn't been really that good uh, this season. So I would imagine, given the fact that uh, Patrick Mahomes has been hearing it from his fan base, from the media, and everybody else. I think he has a huge game tonight. Yeah, he's the Giants version of Tyreek Hill. I remember him down in Florida, talented player. Oh, yeah, really, really talented. Just like they they had a hard time getting him on the field. When he first got here uh, for OTAs and and rookie OTAs, he uh, showed up with one shoe on uh, and practiced with (laughs) one shoe. And, And what's his name? Joe Judge, the head coach, made him practice with one shoe. Because he, the other shoe didn't fit his foot or something. I, I was ridiculous. I mean, it was crazy. And then he missed OTAs through the summer and then came back and had a leg injury and, and really was behind uh, the timing of everybody else on the team. So it took him a while to get on the field. But once he's got on the field, he really does look like he's explosive. All right, Boomer. Well, uh, signature win in hand, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a great week. You should enjoy this one. Thanks, Boom. All right, guys. Later.